All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys, quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Chances are that you have been told that you should log 10,000 steps per day by your fitness tracker. But there is a new study out that challenged that (laughs) magical number with some surprising results. But let's start here. There's a piece of fitness advice that you've likely heard (laughs) so many times by now that you assume it is scientific fact. The idea that you should strive to walk 10,000 steps per day. But where did that number come from? And are 10,000 steps really the ideal count to rack up on your pedometer every single day? When I think of this sage advice, well, I picture a smart group of scientists with a battery of test subjects and a bunch of treadmills and more than one calculator. They're all working feverishly to crack the code on how many steps we should all be taking per day to be healthy, fit, trim, and happy. Is that what you pictured too? Well, sadly, that's not an accurate picture. Instead, imagine a Don Draper-style fellow in 1965 Japan doodling on a piece of paper trying to come up with a hooky name for a new device. That device was a pedometer invented by Dr. Yashiro Hatano, who worked for a company called Yamesa in 1965. He and the Japanese madmen who worked for Yamesa named his new device Manpoke, which translates to 10,000-step meter. Now, before I throw poor Dr. Hitano under the bus, let me say this. I'm sure he wasn't trying to perpetuate the greatest hoax ever pulled on the fitness community. He was simply trying to come up with a name for his device that would stick. And it did stick more than he could possibly imagine. Now, I've said it before in my article called 11 Common Exercise Excuses, and I will say it again. I am not a fan of the 10,000-step phenomenon, and not just because my vision of athletes and scientists working together to crack the step count code was dashed to pieces and replaced by, well, an inventor looking for a catchy name. No, first, there's nothing magical about the number 10,000, except that it perhaps accidentally roughly approximates the 150 minutes of physical activity per week that your doctor may or may not be hounding you about. And second, having that finite 10,000 step goal, or any finite step goal really, gives us a reason to check exercise off of our to-do list and go and hit the couch, even if we have a spring in our step and a smile on our face and many hours of daylight left to enjoy. And no, I am not some maniac who hates putting his feet up, but I am someone who thinks our view of exercise is seriously flawed. 
We need to get the notion that one, let's say three quarters of an hour chunk of scientifically validated exercise can undo 23 and a quarter hours of being sedentary out of our heads. And the sooner the better. And I will take it a step further too. That notion goes hand in hand with the idea that we can just burn off poor food choices, or, on the other side, make allowances for future poor food choices by exercising more. In my article called Why You Should Move Your Body More But Not to Burn Calories, I wrote this. In my perfect world, calorie counters would be banned from all exercise machines. Instead, I would add number of limbs moved, or variety of planes used, or even better, I'd add a level of enjoyment meter to those devices and machines instead. Now, the problem is that we've been brainwashed by the fitness trackers on our wrists and the screens on the gym machines and the infographics that tell us how many jumping jacks we have to do to burn off that treat. Unfortunately, that brainwashing, more often than not, translates into something like, well, I ran for an hour, so I get to order a double chocolatey chip chunk frappa milkshake. Or the reverse... I had a white chocolate mocha frappo chocolate shake, so, well, I have to hit the treadmill. You know, the good old punishment or penance workout? Well, you can't outrun your fork, folks. And this recent paper that I'm going to talk about next has more evidence to prove it. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, MetPro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. Now, I spent a couple of months actually using MetPro a while ago, and it was a really cool experience, I have to say. MetPro is doing some really interesting and innovative work to help you better understand your body so you can get the results you want. And MetPro actually just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and the tailored strategy that their experts are using. And you know what? It's not a food logging tool or a workout app for that matter. The MetPro app actually allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to using science. And my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up if you head to metpro.co slash getfitguide to take advantage of this opportunity. That's metpro.co slash getfitguide for up to one month for free. The paper, published in the Journal of Obesity based on a study done at Brigham Young University, examined the effects of three progressively higher step counts on both body weight and body composition of college students. Specifically, they looked at 120 college women between the ages of 18 and 22 who were in their first year of college. The goal of the study was to look at whether exceeding the seemingly magical step count of 10,000 steps per day in 25% increments would have any effect on the commonly predicted weight and fat gain in new students. 
No. During the six-week study, the women wore pedometers for 24 hours a day to track their movement. Now, before the study began, the students walked approximately 9,600 steps per day, on average. When the study began, they were divided into three groups. One group walked a minimum of 10,000 steps, one group walked 12,500, and the final one walked at least 15,000 steps per day. Now, by the end of the study, the participants in the 10,000-step group actually averaged 11,066 steps. Those in the 12,500-step group averaged 13,638 steps, and those in the 15,000-step group averaged 14,557 steps per day. And, drumroll please, at the end of the study, they all still gained weight. On average, about 1.5 kilograms or 3.5 pounds during the study period. And no, this wasn't a result of the study. In general, a 1 kilogram to 4 kilogram average weight gain is regularly seen during the first academic year of college, according to some previous studies. Now, you may have heard this phenomenon referred to as the freshman 15, which actually turns out is a bit of an exaggeration. But anyway, here's the good news. Although the women's weight gain was not affected by increasing their steps, there was a very positive impact on physical activity patterns, which, and I quote, may have other emotional and health benefits, the study authors told the BYU News. Those other emotional and health benefits, which I've outlined in many of my past articles, include things like improved mental health, increased bone density, higher self-esteem, improvement in energy levels, reduced risk of many diseases, clearer skin, improved memory, increased creativity, improved sleep quality, better pain management, and, well, the list goes on. To my mind, a big win was that the students' sedentary time was seriously reduced in both the 12,000-step and 15,000-step groups. In fact, the authors of the paper concluded that the 15,000-step group reduced their daily sedentary time by as much as 77 minutes. Another big takeaway for me was that the students' average steps per day tended to increase throughout the study. Now, this explains why the researchers saw that the 10,000-step group actually averaged 11,066 steps, and the 12,500-step group averaged 13,638 steps per day. Now, I take this as proof that movement and energy breed more of the same. Or, to put it another way, a human in motion tends to stay in motion. Being active is addictive. Now, in the conclusion of the study, the authors concluded that the results suggested going progressively beyond 10,000 steps per day had a positive impact on physical activity patterns, but did not prevent weight gain in freshman women. And, most importantly, lead author Bruce Bailey, a professor of exercise science at BYU, said, and I quote, The biggest benefit of step recommendations is getting people out of a sedentary lifestyle. Even though it won't prevent weight gain on its own, more steps are always better for you. You know what? The truth is that weight gain is complicated. Preventing weight gain during the freshman year, or really at any stressful time in our lives, continues to be an important topic. Weight gain is accelerated during many transitional times in life, 
Which is one of the biggest reasons why Monica Reinagel, the nutrition diva here on Quick and Dirty Tips, and I started the Way Less program, and also a free wayless.life Facebook group, which I'll link to in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com slash getfitguy. And over there, we help people establish the habits and the lifestyles that will allow them to get through those stressful times without gaining weight. If staying fit were truly as easy as hitting 10,000 steps, eliminating carbs or fat or sugar, or popping a vitamin pill, well, the problem of weight gain and obesity would have been solved a long time ago. But the solution has many factors, and it's as nuanced as it is straightforward. We need to reset our relationship with food and with movement. And a good place to start is to forget the type of fitness dogma that brought us the 10,000-step rule. I think a good place to start is to stop listening to social media influencers with products to sell and start listening to your intuition. Your inner wellness coach is a lot smarter than you think. Now, speaking of Monica Reinagel and I and our Way Less program, I want to let you know that we are having another free workshop online in about a week or so, and you can find out all the information about it by going to wayless.life slash no yo yo. That's like no yo-yo dieting. It's wayless.life slash no yo yo, and you'll find out all the information you need there. And that workshop is going to give you some insight into why we think you need three things, intention, attention, and action to succeed in this nuanced and also kind of straightforward but still multifactorial issue of weight gain. So I hope you can join us on March 2nd at wayless.life slash no yo yo. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy asking you, what are you waiting for? Get out there and go for a walk without counting your steps. <laughs>